Bismillah ve salatu ve selamu ala Resulillah ve sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sellem tesliman kathira. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. We return back to the topic that we are speaking about which is the uh, zuhud, the cleaning of the heart. Uh, and we continue with the book that we have started Al-Bahr al-Ra'iq fi zuhdi wa raqaiq The Ocean of Tranquility for Dr. Al-Shaykh Dr. Ahmed Farid And we continue to speak about the definition of Al-Ikhlas And we said that this book would go through a series of different topics These topics Uh, concentrating on how the Muslim, the believer, can clean himself and clean his heart, her heart, from being attached to this dunya and being a person that their heart is attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we spoke in previous lessons that the Muslim needs to understand that succeeding internally is more important than succeeding externally. Meaning that the war and the battle that the believer has internally in his heart, as the Prophet ﷺ has mentioned before in different ahadith, from those ahadith we had spoken about, that the Prophet ﷺ He's told us in one hadith, which is sahih, that the heart, if it is correct, then the rest of the situation or the rest of the steps of the believer would be correct. And that is very important for us to understand as we're going to see in this book how it is outlaid. That a lot of the times we said that the believer concentrates on the outward things on the things that are external from the lahya, from the thawb, from the different sunan, the different uh, things that the Prophet uh, might have advised to do. And we're not speaking here specifically about, obviously, the thawb. This is uh, to do with dress uh, and tradition and to do with what has become popular in the generation or in the time that one is in. But we are talking about the sunan, which are very important, the external sunan, the external ways of the Prophet ﷺ. But a lot of the time, the believers, us today, we do not concentrate on what is ex- what is internal, and that is the heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had mentioned the heart in the Qur'an Several in several different places speaking about the purity of the heart, speaking about how the person would be pure. If he is pure on the day of judgment, he is pure at heart, he would be from the ones that were succeeding. For al-ikhlas, al-ikhlas, my brother and sister in Islam, sincerity, sincerity towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is from the most, if not the most important matters that the Muslim, the believer, should be concentrating on. 
making sure that one's intentions are for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making sure that one is renewing their intention for the sake of Allah. And it's unfortunate that a lot of us, we think that the topic of al-ikhlas, the topic of sincerity, is a very light matter. And we hear the statements that go around, I'm, inshallah, I'm, I'm sincere, I believe I'm sincere. Of course, who am, I, who am I doing this for? I'm doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm not doing it for the people. Only God can judge me. How many times have you heard these statements that go around? But as we go to see from the definitions and the statements of the Salaf, the statements of the pious predecessors, our ulama, prior, we will see the severity, the importance, we will see how much emphasis the Salaf, our pious predecessors, they spoke about uh, the sincerity towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-ikhlas. And from the different from the different definitions of al-ikhlasi as we took before and we remi- remind very quickly where it was said or it has been defined huwa nisyanu ru'yatil khalqi bidawam al-nadar ila al-khaliq and these are from the great examples and definitions of al-ikhlas that one forgets one forgets or does not pay attention to what the people are looking towards. And he pays or she pays attention, a constant attention towards what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thinks of that person or sees from that person. And this is a great definition giving us in summary, what ikhlas is, is that you do not care about what people think, or you stay away from what the hype is about. And, and this is very important because we are living in a society today where even as believers, even as Muslims, and even as practicing Muslims, depending on what caliber you want to be in, or what you claim, or what you put yourself in. We are in a generation, we are in a time where everything is about attention. Attention. And there are benefits. Of course, there are benefits for one seeking attention for the right reasons in order to motivate or in order to prove points or draw attention to certain facts. But the matter of the fact is we've become in a generation today that attention and seeking attention has become a a prerequisite for pretty much anything that we are trying to do. And we only need to look towards social media to understand that if if a face is not put towards a voice or a face is not put towards any type of advertisement, then rarely, rarely, uh, is any attention or any uh, light drawn towards that individual. And and we see that, subhanAllah, even if we're speaking about the da'wah today, we're speaking about the da'wah, if we're speaking about the Islamic da'wah, that subhanAllah, subhanAllah, there could be, or there is, we know for a fact, hundreds, thousands of Mashaykh, ulama, du'at, 
people of علم that have ample amount of علم great علم but subhanallah subhanallah they are only known towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to the short few or to the uh, community that they are around and a lot of that is due to the fact that they don't involve themselves in uh, you know, the high-paced social media frenzies and social media uh, hypes that are out there. They have chosen a path of, uh, يعني, subhanallah, a, a path of, of, of seclusion. And we find that also in the time, the time of the uh, the Anbiya on the Rusul. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had mentioned 25, had mentioned 25 prophets and messengers in the Quran. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated that some of them have not been mentioned. And the ones that have been mentioned in the Quran, they are for a reason. They are, they are for a reason known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the lessons that we need to draw from them. But it is not the case, it is not the case that the other Anbiya, the other Rusul were not important. That is not the reason. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't deem it to be important uh, in the Quran. And also, we know uh, that many of the Salaf, many of the Salaf, many of our ulama were not as popular as the well-known ulama that we know of. And we know that when we look at the uh, Sunni, Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, when we look at the ulama that had paved the way for this religion, we know the famous and familiar names that come to our minds. And from them is uh, the great ulama of the Sunnah, Al-A'imah, Al-A'imah Al-Arba'ah. We know uh, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik, Imam Al-Shafi'i, Imam Ahmed. These four particular ulama the vast majority know of them. The vast majority know of them and know of their madahib, know of their ways and their schools of thought. But does that mean that there was not other ulama that were not present at that time that were giants, that were great men? There were plenty. Plenty. And some of them were even known to be or classified to be more of a, a, a more of experts in the fields uh, than the popular ulama. The point of the story, my brother and sister in Islam, is that al-ikhlasu, al-ikhlasu, sincerity, sincerity is not something that has to be found with popularity. We need to understand this clearly, that popularity and sincerity are not specifically and always in the same same boat or the same caliber or the same line or the same path. Actually, to the contrary, that sincerity, uh, as the ulama have described it, and in this definition in particular, you find what? Forget about the people. My brother and sister in Islam, a path towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a path in seclusion and is a path in the open. But it cannot be the other way. It cannot be the other way. It cannot be the fact that we are 
uh, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the open in front of the people and we forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the secret, in the secret. And that's why from the different adilla that one of the people will be shaded under the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment where there is no shade but the shade of Allah is what? Is a person that shed a tea in seclusion for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when there was no one around. Why? It's because from the reasons is that that person remembered Allah sincerely for the sake of Allah and only for Allah. He feared Allah. He worried about the day of judgment. He worried about that standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala due to what he had realized from shortcomings he has with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in seclusion. Again, drawing your attention to the definition that has been remembered huwa nisyan ru'yatil khalqi forgetting about the people and the constant worry and the constant concentration upon what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, and wants from us uh, only subhanallah for that is one definition from many definitions subhanallah one definition from many definitions uh, that we can take and we take, there are verses, there are many verses, there are hundreds of verses in the Qur'an. And we have the Surah, Surah Al-Ikhlas, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدُ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدُ لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدْ وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدُ This surah was called Surah, surah Al-Ikhlas, the surah of sincerity, because this whole surah is about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only Allah subhanahu is one. Allah samad, the one that is not in need of anything. Everything is in need of him. Lam yalid wa lam yulad, he is not, does not give birth or given birth to. Walam yakul lahu kufuwan ahad, and there is no similarity or comparison to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, yani clear your intention towards this, towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the great. The worthy, the majestic, the one that is not in need of anything. We are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also from the familiar, from the familiar verses that we, that we know in Surah Al-Bayyina, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينِ حُلَفَاءَ الْآيَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells us, they were not the believers, they were not the people before us, they were not ordered only but to do what? To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then what? Mukhlisina lahuddin hunafa. Sincere towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hunafa upon the path of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Hanifa upon the path of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Hanifa. Straight and clear and pure. Upon the path of uh, our, yani, upon the path of Ibrahim, our father Ibrahim, alayhi salam, the father of the prophets. So we we see that this was the path of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This was the path of the messengers and the prophets and the messengers from before us. Uh, this is the path of the sincere. Uh, and this is the path of the successful, subhanAllah. Also from the sunnah, my brother and sister in Islam, the Prophet ﷺ had mentioned 
many ahadith speaking about this sincerity, the topic of sincerity. And again, we are starting with sincerity because it all starts with sincerity. Your success in this dunya towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it starts with sincerity. And as we're going to find and see, many will come on the day of judgment with many different a'mal, with many different actions. They will offer these actions towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but they will be rendered fruitless. They'll be rendered fruitless. They would not be successful on that day. They'll be not be successful on the day of judgment. And what a horror. What a failure. What a disappointment that would be. My brother and sister in Islam, think. Imagine coming with all of these different actions and your, uh, your book is filled with many actions with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he replies to you and tells you that your actions are not successful. They are of poor quality. They are of poor quality. This is this would be a disaster, subhanAllah. For the Prophet ﷺ, he said in one hadith, uh, speaking about or highlighting in this hadith sincerity. He says, or one of the Sahaba, they say, وَعَنْ أَبِي أُمَامَةً رضي الله عنه he says he says جاء رجل إلى إلى رسول رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم he says that man came to the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال and he said he said to the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم this man he said رأيت رجلا غزا يلتمس الأجر والذكر ما له that this man came to the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and he asked the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he asked him he said, what is your opinion of a man that he goes forth in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he fights in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the time of war, and he seeks the reward with Allah, but he also seeks the remembrance of the people. Yani he seeks to be known by the people. And subhanAllah, my brother and sister in Islam, uh, already we, we, we look at this and we are, and it's a worry. It's a worry, my brother. It's a worry, my sister. Listen to the reply of the Prophet ﷺ, but before that, look to yourself, ask yourself, how easy can this be? It can be easy to seek uh, the attention of the people, to seek the, the, the love of the people and what they, they give you. My brother and sister, we are human. Allah has created us with a nafs. And as we spoke in prior, in prior gatherings, that the nafs lawam and the nafs amar besu' the nafs it wants you to do to transgress against Allah. If you do not discipline the nafs, as Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah said, he said the nafs, the nafs is like a child. The nafs, your soul, it is like a child. If you don't be serious with it, it would, it would relax and it will take over you. But if you are serious with it, then it knows what or who the leader is. For the Prophet ﷺ was asked, this man, he came and he fought for the sake of Allah, but also 
What if he wanted the attention of the people? And what do we mean by the attention of the people? For people to know him, to be huh? a person that's uh, strong and a person that's courageous, etc. What did he say? He said, you know, what is his condition? Malahu. فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Listen to what he said. Very straightforwardly, very bluntly, the Prophet ﷺ, he replied, there was no uh, yani, politics, there was, uh, yani, there was no diplomacy in his reply. He said, لَا شَيْءَ لَهُ لَا شَيْءَ لَهُ There's nothing for this person. Finish. لَا شَيْءَ لَهُ He gets nothing. Yani it's either you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or it's either you want this dunya. It's either you want this dunya. And yani the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, yani who are we talking about? He is rahmatan uh, lil'alameen. He is a merciful, he was the, the, the merciful Prophet that was sent to mankind. The one that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if you saw the uh, uh, يعني, if, if you saw uh, the lesser of two evils, ضررين, he would take the, the lesser of that evil. He would take the lesser. And he was a person that was legion. He was a person that was soft when he, when he had the chance to be, when he had the choice to be. He would not say a statement like this. There is nothing for this person, subhanAllah. But that's not all. The Prophet ﷺ, he repeated this as the hadith that says, فَعَادَهَا ثَلَاثَ مِرَارِ وَيَقُولُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمْ لَا شَيْءَ لَهُ He would say, he said it three times, لَا شَيْءَ لَهُ لَا شَيْءَ لَهُ لَا شَيْءَ لَهُ After he was asked again and again. فَسَبْحَانَ then he said the Prophet ﷺ in continuation of this hadith, he says what? He says, قال, The Prophet ﷺ, he didn't just leave him there, the man. He wanted, wanted him to give him a ilaj. He wanted to give him a cure. He wanted to give him a better path. He wanted to give him the correct way. What did he say? He says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَقْبَلُ مِنْ الْعَمَلِ إِلَّا مَا كَانَ لَهُ خَالِصًا وَبْتُغِيَ بِهِ وَجْهُ he says to him what? He says, verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept, does not accept from any action except what? Except what was for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for the, the sake of seeking the face of Allah. My brother and sister in Islam, success is in your sincerity. At the start of any race, at the start of any race, there must be the correct foundations and the correct components that have been placed and built in order for the rest of your journey in that race to be successful, for you to win or to become from the successful at the end of that race. If you come to any race and you have not prepared, you have not prepared, you were not sincere in your preparation, you were lazy. You did not have the correct equipment, i.e. sincerity towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or towards, should I say, that race. Then how is it the case that you're going to be a person that's going to succeed in that race? And the most important component 
even starting from the first pillar, from the five pillars of Islam, La ilaha illallah, the shahadataini, the testification of faith, it has to be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many of the so-called believers that we read about, especially in the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they took the testification of faith only for a gain. The munafiqoon, the hypocrites that were with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew of and he gave news to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that they were there for a gain. They were there to gain protection. They were in fear to be hurt. The testification itself of faith, it must be sincere for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to, to uh, uh, gain uh, the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to be successful and to be accepted with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then another hadith, another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he tells us, he says, ثلاث لا يغل عليهن قلب امرئ مؤمن three three their hearts their hearts would not be overcome by deception by يعني uh, uh, being uh, uh, being a person uh, that is deceptive being a person of خيانة betrayal in uh, hiqd, some of the ulama said hiqd, you know, having envy and hatred. Three. And subhanAllah, yani the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he does not speak from his own self, and yani he speaks of eloquency, as we know that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-kalim, he used to speak in a way which he used to speak directly and in a way that was eloquent, and in a way that was very effective. He starts this hadith, subhanAllah, and he pay attention. ثَلَاثٌ لَا يُغِلُّ عَلَيْهِنَّ قَلْبُ مْرِئٍ مُؤْمِنٍ يعني subhanAllah. Straight away the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-hasr. Three, only three. يعني if your attention is paid straight away to this, to this hadith. Only three. Only three. يعني subhanAllah. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam starts with the sentence, only three, you're paying attention straight away. Allahu Akbar. What is this only three? I want to be part of this only three. If there's only three, I want to know what these three are. Subhanallah. He says what? Three people, their hearts would not be diseased with the diseases of deception, betrayal, mistrust, misguidance, all of these traits. Subhanallah. He says, what is the first one? The first one. He starts with the best and the highest quality. The one that his actions are pure for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again, again I ask you, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if the situation and the topic of... uh, the ikhlas, the sincerity towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was as easy as you think and I think we live our life day in and day out. And wallahi, rarely, and I ask you, measure, measure yourself. How many lectures do you, or are you drawn to when you hear the topic of al-ikhlas? How many? 
How many? When the Prophet ﷺ is starting here with the first trait, the first trait he's starting with is al-ikhlas. There are only three. The first, the best of the best, the cream of the crop is al-ikhlasu lillah. My brother, if it was about kathratul a'mali, if it was about an abundance of a'mal, abundance of actions, the Prophet ﷺ would have said, the one that sought a lot of actions, wallahi it's not. Wallahi, it's not. There are people that will come on the Day of Judgment, they have done very little amal, but the quality of their amal are great with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A great, the quality, the sincerity with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no comparison towards that. As we're going to learn, as we go through. So the first one, the Prophet ﷺ, to no surprise, he says what? As we just said, ikhlasu al-amalillah. The second one, وَمُنَاصَحَةُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ And the second one, that the one we give nasiha to the people that are in leadership. That the people are in leadership. Especially when we are speaking about the leaders of the Muslims, the leaders of the Muslims, when they are in leadership, then we give them nasiha. We give them nasiha. We give them sincere nasiha. We give them sincere advices. And we treat them the way the Prophet ﷺ, he taught the people how to treat the ones that were in charge. And we don't cause conflict with them for no reason. Unless the reasons are clear and dramatic and clear cut that the problems and issues are against the fundamentals of Islam. The Prophet ﷺ, he said here what? Give them advice. And you realize that this religion, this religion, it's about hikmah. It's about wisdom. Knowing how to treat the people in leadership. Especially the ones that, especially in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, and after, they were in leadership. They were taking leadership of the Muslims at that time. And this teaches us many lessons, my brother and sister in Islam. That the Prophet ﷺ, from the three people that he is recognizing here, the second one is the one that gives nasiha to their leaders. Because if every Tom, Dick and Harry, as we see today, as we see today, that the leaders, even on a, a similar caliber, which is lighter, even in our community, judge and look. Anytime a Muslim, anytime a brother, anytime a da'i, anytime a shaykh, anytime a alim from the ulama, he speaks or they speak something, Subhanallah, straight away we, we, we retaliate. We retaliate in public, we retaliate in writing, we retaliate behind the social media platforms. We pretty much eradicate the reputation of all of the du'at, all of the mashayikh, all of the ulama, all of the people that are stepping in path, in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But where is the advice of the Prophet ﷺ here? From the second, 
The second one from the three, that the Prophet he said, the heart would not be subjected to this disease, the disease of al-khiyana, the disease of betrayal, or the disease of misguidance. What is the second one? Giving proper advice to the people that are in leadership. And again, yani the people that are in leadership in our community, or the ones that are leading the way, or taking a path of leadership, they are known. Subhanallah, my brother and sister in Islam, I ask about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have become, we have become a community where wallahi, wallahi, to speak about anyone, especially, especially about the ones that are, that are, that are, that are in the path of Allah. Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. There are faults, there are faults, there are known, these faults are known. But how many of us are taking the advice of the Prophet ﷺ to give the munasaha, to give the nasiha? Nasiha means to, uh, يعني, to take a path towards speaking to that brother, to that sister, that you deem to be in some type of leadership or to be a leader of the community and speak to them and talk to them on the side and take the time for them to understand the concerns and the anxieties and problems that the community are facing and, and instead of going straight to the social media platforms and to whatever the cases may be, mass mass messages and, and, and different things that are happening, just defaming the reputation of the du'at, defaming the reputation of... Uh, the mashaykh, the ulama, and the people that are trying to do something good for this religion. My brother and sister, if we do this to them, who will be next? Who will you have left? Who will you have left to lead this ummah? Who will you have left to lead this community? And this is why I say to you, social media, it's a double-edged blade. One side of it, it is very, very effective to do khair. But the other side... Huh? The keyboard warriors, they get behind the, the keyboard and they start to speak and talk and wallahi, wallahi. 99% of these brothers and sisters would not have the hide, would not have the, the nafs, the soul, would not have the, the, the heart to sit face to face and even have any conversations like this with, this, with the people they're directing to. But subhanallah. Look towards the nasiha of the Prophet. Give nasiha to the people in, in private. Speak to them before you go and make it a fitna. Before you go and make it a great problem for the community. And then we have to deal with the havoc that we hear everywhere, subhanAllah. And the last one, and I'll leave you with this one. The Prophet he said, He said, And to be close to the jama'ah. To be close to the jama'ah, to be close to the, to the majority, yani to the people upon the same belief that you're on, Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. To be upon that belief, to be close to their jama'ah, to be in cahoots with that jama'ah, to love that jama'ah, to love what they bring forth, starting from the belief system, the aqaid and the aqeedah. Yes. Yani we, we should not be shy from this, my brother and sister in Islam. My brother and sister in Islam, we should not be shy from this. Luzum al-jama'ah. To be close to the jama'ah. And when we say to be close to the jama'ah, it doesn't mean, as our ulama have said, it doesn't mean 
that you have to stick to a particular mosque in a particular place. لا. The manhaj of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is known. Is known. Wherever that manhaj is, be close to that manhaj. Be close to that way. Be close to the ones that are propagating the aqeedah of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. This is not my aqeedah. This is not your belief. This is not the belief of your father. This is the belief of Muhammad sallallahu and the pious predecessors that came after it, the Khulafa al-Rashidin, the great Khulafa, our great leaders, Abu Bakr wa Umar wa Uthman wa Ali, and what, what came after them. This is the aqidah of the great scholars. Not my aqidah. We don't have the capability, subhanAllah. We did not write this. Nor did the shaykh that is really sitting in the mosque. But it should start from the ones that are speaking about the correct belief, correcting your belief, correcting your understanding about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Luzum jama'atihim. To be close to these people that correct your understanding of who is Allah, how to deal with Allah, how to think about Allah, how to treat the Quran, how to treat the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The words, the uncreated words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how to treat them, how to understand the verses in the Quran, where to stop where the Prophet stopped, what to say as the Prophet said, nothing more, nothing less. And then moving on to Al Ibadat, knowing how to worship Allah, was suluk, how to live in your life. Whatever jama'ah, whatever community, whatever consensus, whatever group of individuals, they preach that according to the Quran and Sunnah, then that is luzum al-jama'ah. Be close to them. Be close to them. And, and, yani, to the bare minimum, to the bare minimum, to the bare minimum, if you do not visit this mosque or that mosque and we are all upon the same manhaj, do not khalif, do not go against them. Do not go against them. And go back to the second point, give them nasiha, speak to them. To the bare minimum, my brother and sister, Adam al-khilaf, or al-mukhalafa, or mukhalafati al-jama'ah. Do not go against them. Rather know that this is the, the jama'ah which came from the Quran and Sunnah and authentic sources. For going back and leaving off and quoting and noting upon the topic that we are speaking about, al-ikhlas, the sincerity, is the key or the first characteristic that the author has started with in his book that would deem a person successful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the journey of a zuhd a zuhd and a zuhd wa raqaik al-bahr al-raqaik with zuhd wa raqaik للدكتور أحمد فريد أسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى to inshallah make us benefit from these words and this inshallah lesson until we meet again أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته